Hello, friends. It's Coach Shelby and Coach Christine back at it, and we are excited to have you joining us for Time for Brunch Quick Bites Edition, where you can grab your miles with a side of smiles, take them on the run midday in the afternoon, or a late night snack attack. No matter what you are doing, we are happy to welcome you to our table. Grab up a seat, grab a cup of coffee, lace up those shoes, put a smile on your face, and log some miles if you're feeling like it. Because today, We are getting dirty here at brunch. We are talking about the one word that no runner wants to utter, wants to say, wants to be associated with it. But don't worry. Get your mind out of the gutter. We're still keeping it clean with our dirtiness. Cruz, Christine, how are you feeling about uttering this dirty word? It's literally when I'm in the middle of a training cycle, I don't even want to say it out loud. I will either whisper it, so I may be whispering a little bit here, or I'll actually just call it by its first initial. Because it's just, it's, uh nobody wants, no runner wants to think about this, but we're going to go ahead and dig deep, uncover a little bit of conversation around it. So let's just say it, let's get it out of the gate. Let's get it off our chest. We're going to be talking about injuries. Ah! I feel like I know. I feel scary. like it's like we don't talk about Bruno. It is he who shall not be named, a la Lord Voldemort. We're gonna have to think of a really cute way to to rename that I word. Mm, I can't think of any cuteness to it, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let you figure that out. If if there's anybody that can make it cute, it would be you, Coach Shelby. So <laughs> you do your thing, girl. You do your thing. But we're gonna. But talk- seriously, there is yeah. nothing cute about injuries. There, there just isn't. Even though this is super light and playful, no one wants to deal with them. So we're gonna talk about. Not only common injuries to be on the look, lookout for, the lookout for, that's cute, um, or, and also kind of some little tips and tricks to think about and keep you the I word free. Oh, I it's like, like the L that. word, but different. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 a tough one. So we're gonna go out of the gate and kind of address some of the ones that we hear the most about, and maybe we even have some personal um, attribute, personal stories we could talk about, or we've had some athletes that have definitely experienced them. So, Coach, can you think of any of these that come to mind that you may have experienced out of the gate over your course of running? Number one on the list is runner's knee. I think that pretty much everybody has had runner's knee, whether they know it or not. It's something that pops up a lot and it more or less comes from weakness in your hips or the muscles around your knee. And it then puts you at a higher risk. It can be dull. It can be both knees. It can be really super painful or not anything all. And I think this is kind of like the intro injury, if you will, Hmm. because while yes, it needs to be taken seriously, it's not the same as like a tear or a break. God forbid. It's kind of that a lot of runners have it and it's what you do from that point on that stops you from getting other injuries or it becoming a full-blown hairy mess of an injury so i i agree with you i think that a lot of runners that are coming back to sport or new to the sport because i know we have some folks that maybe ran when they were in middle school or 
college or you know collegiate career but then they kind of took a break and then came back i still think that definitely this would be at the very top of the list and actually that's what the numbers show that there is anywhere up to about 50 percent of running injuries um can be attributed to that beautiful knee area not necessarily runner's knee it could potentially be a meniscus tear or a bunch of other things in that gorgeous joint and um but yes the knee and we hear about it, like that's even a joke, right? Where people are like, but it's so bad for your knees. Um, so we, of course, as every runner, roll our eyes with that and get frustrated. But you hit it right out of the gate, coach. It's not the knee's fault. It's generally the fact that there are some weaknesses around it. So spending that time prehabbing and strength training, this is why we do talk about strength training so much, really can be such a game changer for helping with any kind of knee issues. But, and I mean, really, these are things you need to know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the entire reason why you wanted to do this particular episode, wasn't it? So maybe what are some of the things that you may have experienced that you did or that you used to help you kind of rehab and get back to having really healthy knees? I'm going to bring it back to stretches and strength training. So mm-hmm. first and foremost, if you think that you are having runner's knee or any knee discomfort at at all, there is one thing that I'm going to tell you right off the bat that I'd want you to take out of your repertoire. And that is high knees. I feel like people are like, oh, well, I'm not running, but I'm going to do high knees. And I would suggest pulling those out of your stretching and any of your strength training plans, first and foremost, I'm going to tell you to bring it back and off of the impact. So I'd like to see somebody do lunges, but being mindful that yes, it's still putting pressure on your knee. However, it's not an impact movement and really paying attention to your form. And same thing with squats. That's why we say in all of our warmups, do not let your knees go past your toes because you're not building the muscle. You're not working the muscle. You're overextending and you're putting excess pressure on it. So that would probably be my first thing right out of the gate um, to make sure of on the running side. I am also going to always go back to my fallback of check your shoes because there is a very good chance as well that even though, yes, it has to do with your muscles around your knee, if you're not having the proper cushioning, that's only exasperating the issue. So that's likely going to be something that I would say that is probably going to be at the top of our recommendation for anything that you start to feel any kind of pain or discomfort um, in your running. So yes, absolutely checking those shoes, making sure that maybe it's not time to rotate them in or that you didn't bring in a new pair and then go out for like a long run in them and cause a little bit too much um, impact in those new shoes before they got broken in. I do actually have a prehab routine that I personally follow in a prehab routine that I personally program for athletes. But a lot of the moves in that can be taken out and done singularly if that's something that folks are... um, you know, more apt to just kind of squeeze in a little bit of prehab movements instead of following a full program. And it really does. I love wall sits. We'll always love wall sits or wall slides. Really big fan of bridges. Um, And then, like you said, 
doing some really great stretches as well, like those quads, doing clams and donkey kicks too, which is hilarious to me because I used to do that when I was younger, just because I wanted that quote unquote toning my lower body. (laughs) Um, And now I see that there's actually a lot of value in doing it, especially with a little bit of a resistance band. I I personally like to add in a little bit of resistance bands with it, but more so because it does help to really strengthen so many of those connecting issues around the knee. I, I also want to say that for a lot of folks, there may be some little additional If you're sitting, like I do primarily for a majority of my day, you need to take that into consideration as well. So really trying to find little snippets of time around that sitting to do some of these movements as well so that you're kind of just loosening things up because there is a lot of tightening in that hip flexor area as well with just sitting. Good point. And I should pause for a second. And even though we have our disclaimer in our show notes, obviously this is from us as running coaches and from being runners. But if always check with a physical therapist, your doctor or what have you, if you feel like something is wrong, please get it checked out. That's what we urge all of our athletes. It's one of those things to where, hey, we all have aches and pains. But if it starts getting into territory where you're starting to question we're always going to refer you to go to your doctor, to your physical therapist, any of which way, shape, or form, because they can identify different things that we obviously mm-hmm. can't just from looking in. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, really, again, you don't want to do more damage. It's not worth it. But I'm also going to say, I'm going to take it a step further. Don't wait until you actually have an injury to do that. You can see your physical therapist prior to that. If your insurance doesn't cover it, still consider how much money you spend when you're actually injured between MRIs or x-rays and seeing like an orthopedic specialist or a surgeon or any of those things. And additionally, uh, actually getting rehab at that point, you'll usually end up spending so much more money on that post side. So maybe offsetting a little bit of that um, by doing some prehab. If your insurance isn't covering it, I would definitely recommend that. Even if it's just one session that you pay out of pocket and you have them give you some really good exercises that you can do at home. Now, doing them is part of the the (laughs) issue that I I have found a lot with folks where we kind of don't want to do them, even though they may be a bit more simplistic. We still tend to not add them in as often, but they really it is a game changer. And that's true. So other than runner's knee, what's the other I word? category that do you happen to hear a lot? Plantar fasciitis or feet pain or sole pain. Yes. It's kind of where I hear the most next thing. Me personally. I'm so curious if you find the same thing with the athletes that you speak with, but I do hear a lot of folks that suffer from plantar fasciitis um, and shin splints, which I think, I think we, that was mine. Yeah. Both of those. I feel like both of those are pretty similar in terms of what's going on as to what's causing both of them, which is usually doing, I call it the terrible twos too much, too soon, too fast. Um, is, and then of course, going back to the shoes could be a potential issue as well, but that's kind of what I've always found is that it's usually a a symptom of the terrible twos with both of those. Well, and I hear a lot about shin splints. If shin splints, if I had a dollar for every time a runner asked me a question about shin splints, well, we'd be we'd be rolling. <laughs> but um, shin splints again, it's like you said, too hard, too fast. A lot of times, the shoes. It also can be your foot strike. So if you primarily land on your toes, that's a lot of extra reverberation into the shin. Um, 
if you are not changing surfaces uh, that you're running, if you're only running in flat and all of a sudden you start going hilly or vice versa, um, even on treadmills, if you're not putting it at least at that incline a little bit, you could be doing yourself a disservice. Um, your ABC foot uh, stretching is a really good thing to help. Also taking uh, one of those resistance bands that we use for strength training a lot, mm-hmm. putting that on your toe and using that to pedal your foot, put the band around your toe area and just up and down, really stretching it out. And really with all of these two, I feel like the single leg workout we did with the spring training group is another just extra, an extra little bit in the bank Mm -hmm. because a lot of these two can be from disproportioned muscles on your legs landing on one side versus the other. You'll notice that if you're getting a lot of those I words on one side versus the other, it can be an indication that you may have a little imbalance, which is normal because I actually think it's proven that one leg is always longer than the other in everybody. I think so. I think that we're generally not even from left to right in a bunch of different ways, which I'm going to go ahead and throw this out there too with a lot of these I words. Um, And I'm glad you you touched on it a little bit was running surface. I cannot tell you how much the running surface will impact Ha ha. Um, the way run, <laughs> and of course could potentially lead to injuries. So concrete, a lot of, I know I do a lot of suburban runners, a suburban running. So there's a lot of that in terms of the concrete with the sidewalks or it can be a little harder on the body whenever possible. I try to make it out to the asphalt. Ideally, I know it's not still, it's, it's a little bouncier. It may not be as bouncy as I would love. However, let's not talk about that being an all end all be all. They should be incorporated. You should take it into consideration. Take like that camber uh, on that ro- the road into consideration if you're going exactly the same route constantly, all that jazz. But don't make that the end all be all. I'm going to use another word, coach, that people are Uh-oh. not going to want to hear. It's a really, it's maybe it might even be dirtier than the I word. And Cover your ears. Not safe for work. <laughs> Everybody pause. Embrace okay. it. Okay, okay, go if, ahead. If you're ready, friends, there's this other word that can help a lot. So you don't have the I word and it's called rest. And I know, (gasps) Ah! (laughs) I know that there is so much that we don't want to hear that. But literally with all of these, the one commonality that you're going to find is that if you are usually doing the terrible twos, that having a couple of days at the minimum to rest may be all you need so that you're able to move back into a good, strong running session again. So I think it's so true. Talk about that for sure. Where you need to rest people, you should have at least one rest day every week that you are not doing anything. You don't have to sit on the couch and eat potato chips and bonbons, but you don't want to be having a full-blown workout. And when we mean full-blown workout, we mean your heart rate should not be going up. If you want to take a brisk walk with your family, I'm not going to say no. Do I want you going inline skating and going on ramps and bobbles and bits? No, I don't because your heart rate's going up. Um, But that also leads me back to what people consider a dirty word, but I don't. This is where my threshold is. Walk it out. This is when you don't want to run. That's fine. Walk. It's okay. It's not a dirty word. I I do love walking. I mean, we've already covered that it wouldn't be my first choice out of all of my cross training, per se. But walk it out. Walk on the treadmill. Walk outside. Walk an extra couple rounds on your street or to your mailbox or something 
it's good for you and it isn't that impact of running, it's going to keep you at least moving, keep a little base moving forward. It's okay. We are here to support you. We want you to walk. We want you to move. We might have to start a walking anonymous so people feel like they can they can talk more about this beloved movement. Yeah, I think that's a great that's a great point though, coach. When people are struggling a little bit with resting or walking or slowing it down, if they do need to reach out, we are more than happy to give that extra bit of support. Yeah, and again, it's one of those to where it's breaking down what you think it needs to look like to what it can look like. Because I feel like a lot of runners, when they are injured, it's all or nothing. They feel like they just cannot move any other way. And like you had said, especially when it comes to runner's knee, that stationary mindset can often exasperate it more. So keeping that walking, keeping the muscles lubricated and in motion can can help you get up to your running self a little bit faster. Yeah, I love that. So we could definitely talk about, uh, quite a bit about cross-training activities that we could do, which we've already kind of touched on, but how those really do help us to stay moving without being that continual, forward, repetitive, intensely impact impact kind of movement. So again, most of us runners, we really just want to run. I get that. So just looking at things that you may want to do in addition, um, that maybe brings you even a quarter of the joy that you get from running. So coach, what else do you hear about for injuries that you kind of want to address here since we're already, since we're already letting the, the cat out of the bag and saying all the dirty words? I feel like this one's not a buzzword injury, but it's something that people don't necessarily know about. And it's something I actually suffer from. It's not a full-blown injury, but it is something that I have to take into account that affects my running. And it's posterior tibial tendonitis. And it's on the inside of your ankle and it's painful. It is super uncomfortable. Um, I realized that I had it when I was training for my first half marathon and I went to the podiatrist fearing the absolute worst. I thought, oh my God, this is the end. I'm never going to run again. It was fine. I got some fancy orthotics and I can honestly say now it doesn't, it doesn't bother me. Um, He did tell me again, focusing on those single leg moves, making sure that I am paying attention to my foot strike, but it didn't mean that I didn't have to run again, but it's made a huge difference. So we talk about like a, a clinical injury, but we also don't talk about something that can seem like it's going to be the end all be all. And it's actually something very manageable. Yeah. I, I agree with that because there's a few other things that may come up during training that will be can cause some issues but maybe wouldn't be a full-blown injury but like um, blisters and ingrown toenails I actually unfortunately have had ingrown toenails and that's another reason why I keep my toenails really short and trimmed um, so that I don't suffer with that and I also make sure that I have a really wide toe box as well but yes there's there's little things that can come up that feel like in the moment um, it's a really big deal because again it forces you to take that rest day that you're not necessarily wanting to do Um, so yeah considering that a little I feel like coach I want to talk about the big ones though because there's so much that people try to push through 
So when I think of those things, I kind of think of any kind of, and I, I almost feel bad saying this as well, but like a stress reaction, which leads to a stress fracture, which actually does require you to have a lot more downtime. So again, going back to that, if you are at all thinking that you have a stress reaction or a stress fracture, you do absolutely have to stop that movement and you do need to check in with your doctor. If you want to actually have a minimal amount of downtime, if you don't care about it and you want to like have six months off or maybe even need surgery, sure, keep going. Um, I feel feel (laughs) evil by saying that, but it's like, I don't know us runners realize that if we just pull back when we're starting to get a little bit of those aches and pains, that it could really help prevent us from having to take a longer downtime. And that's a lot of times from overuse as well. Mm -hmm. As much as we hate to say that, a lot of times stress fractures, it's, I mean, it's in the name, stress Mm -hmm. fracture. You got fractured because it's stressed. It's under pressure. I hear that one a lot. And then I also do hear about IT bands, the dreaded IT band syndrome that everybody tries foam rolling out. Do not foam roll your IT bands. Everything I have read says do not do it. Get it away from your IT band. Don't have it look at your IT band. It is not healthy for your IT band. So I agree. And I'm giggling when you say that, Coach, because I think that that people do. Everybody hates the foam roller until they're injured. And then all of a sudden that this foam roller is supposed to be like our cure all. (laughs) Like, this is it. This is the magic pill. Um, However, I can I can't understand. Like, there's been a little bit of conflicting advice over the years back in the day. People did suggest it. However, a lot of the research shows now that there's no reason to do um, foam rolling on your IT band. It can actually hurt you more than it can help you. That doesn't mean you shouldn't foam roll. So if you're listening right here, be like, coach said I don't have to foam roll. That's not what we're saying in the slightest. (laughs) Just don't use it on your IT band. Really look at it as a tool to utilize as part of your prehab, Um, maybe even as your rehab if you are sitting on the sidelines and you're injured, but not thinking that it is a cure-all necessarily either. And for those who don't know, the IT band stabilizes your knee when you're walking and running. So, you know, our chosen form of movements. Um, It can be contributed to getting issues because you don't have strong glute muscles. Hello, squats. Your abdominals. Hello, Christine's core workouts. And your hips. So uh, really focusing, again, if you haven't pictured it by now, the way to stay injury-free or give yourself chances for staying injury-free is being a well-rounded runner and working on all the other muscle groups, not just focusing on running, which is why even in our, our spring training group, lateral movements are huge. Us as runners, we, we run forward. We don't even run backwards. We just go forward. So making sure we're getting those lateral movements, those side-to-side movements, side lunges, skiers are great, stuff like that, and not just focusing on one singular activity that we know and love. I love skaters and um, curtsy lunges, by the way. They're like so much fun. (laughs) Curtsy lunges are really good. If I ever meet the queen, or well, now the king of England, I will be prepared. Well, we're ready. We're doing it. I mean, we could say that's part of our spring training. Absolutely. So (laughs) friends, we do get like, we just kind of barely covered 
quite a few of these. We know that they are difficult to deal with. We know we have been on the sidelines as well, nursing our injuries. Ugh, that word, I hate it. Um, but that's why we're coming at you with this conversation and kind of peeling it back as to all of the things that you can do to help you prevent it or to at least help your recovery time be as short as possible. If you are on the sidelines, we're sending you a lot of love. We know it's hard. We do. But we are sending you all that love for a very speedy recovery. And with that, we look forward to seeing you again 